following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. suit up for this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Paul Crow, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... It's Emrod, the Rail Medics. And... Editorial writer, Laser Kid. And this time, I'm cracking one open with the boys. That's what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> are you cracking open a beer, or are you cracking open a Mountain Dew? You know me too well. It's a Mountain Dew. Exactly. Excellent oh, choice. Man, and then a disappointment right there. I, thought I, it was I, just, I just took it out of the freezer to get it nice and chill. Terrell, you sounded very like uncertain of yourself there for a minute. <laughs> hey, I'm always certain of myself. Mm-hmm. When it comes, especially when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> you mean you mean the fact that you don't have any alcohol in front of you right now? You kind of ruined my bit, Darrell. I was expecting you to crack one open. <laughs> oh, my bad, you know. <laughs> I guess we should have coordinated that efforts, but I wanted it to be a surprise. Well, the thing is, man, I'm out of kind of the, the brew that I actually like, man. Like the uh, one company bought the one that actually um, has the one I like and it's fancy. So, mm. and then Summer's ended, so the peach brew is gone now. I mean, man, I'm hurt, man. Here comes, I mean, here I mean, I mean, to be fair, oh god. <laughs> oh, pour it in. I mean, to be fair, sketch. <laughs> to be fair, there is going to be a Mountain Dew alcohol. So yes, there is. But it's not going to have sugar, which... Yeah, and it's going to like, taste like crap, like, so... What alcohol is that even based off of? Because it shouldn't be yeah. beer. Is it going to be, like, vodka? Is it, like... I've had vodka and Mountain Dew before. <laughs> it's okay. Mm, not the best combination, though, man. No, no, it's not. But it is a, a better combination than rum and Mountain Dew. Oh, the stuff. Oh, no, 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 that no, was... no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Rum is just sugar. That's yes. sugar, man. Yeah, sugar and sugary Mountain Dew. That is... Yeah. Yeah. You Stom- uh, stomach pain. <laughs> it's a good way to make yourself bounce off the walls, though. Mm, like. Potentially. But there is... Uh, there, the, like, the brand that does Not Your Dad's Root Beer, root beer. also does Not Your Dad's Mountain Ale, which is Mountain Dew with booze in it. So I guess it'll probably be... A lot like that, but that definitely has sugar in it. So I heard they got good. I heard they got an apple flavored Mountain Dew coming out. It's actually the the your uh, not your father's Mountain Ale is actually really good, like dangerously good. (laughs) That goes Uh, it goes down smooth, too too smooth. Mm. That's what. Oh, by the way, I'm back, everybody. Yes, welcome back, Paul. Welcome Mm. back. Who let you in this podcast in the first place? Bro? I let myself in, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Nobody even wants to have you here. I mean, Dude, hell. I don't even want to be here. I allowed it. Look, at, I will stab I you. I allowed it. I will stab you so hard. 
I mean, like, I mean, I, mean I, I, I know you like that sound. Yeah, exactly. I enjoy <laughs> that. Don't threaten you know, him with a good time. Exactly. I'm just gonna go hide in the corner and cry now. Yeah. So please. It's too okay. much violence. Like I don't know if I can handle it. It's too hard. Wait, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll just have it. I got that paddle for him. That's all. Yeah. Ever since he's yeah. seen that paddle, he just really wants it. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you just you, you misinterpret this. Like you bring the paddle out, and I'm like, how high? <laughs> we just want to give you a red bottle. Wait, how high? As in, how high is he gonna hit you? What exactly? <laughs> He likes it all over like Lois did with Peter Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse. Oh, that, uh, that reminds me. Adult Swim has lost Family Guy. Oh, my yeah, goodness. What a day. long, long run that was. Long, long time. I well, guess we'll pour one out for Family Guy. Yeah. They even had a a, a farewell bump where... Various Adult Swim characters were waving goodbye to the Griffin family, including Tom and Sarah, which is very appropriate because Family Guy has been lifting Toonami for many years. <laughs> it's true. And it's scary to think how things will be without it. But we're just going to have to just going to have to do it. <laughs> it's OK. We got Rick and Morty now, which uh, was not present in that bump, which makes me think that that's like. Rick saying, you know, I'm the top dog now. <laughs> I can see that. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's like Adult Swim has revived many things. Futurama, Family Guy. And obviously Toonami revived Toonami as well. So it's less like, why does the mouse take everything? <laughs> because the mouse can. And I think you know, you know. Obviously, this is a this is a tsunami podcast, but it's just weird to me that like only now is like Disney being like, "Yeah, you see that Futurama right there? That, that's ours. So can we have that back? Thanks." Well, I mean, when you already have all the other cards in the deck, why wouldn't you snatch back up Futurama? But it's probably more of a matter of just the timing being as it is. But like. You know, when Fox owned these properties, they they were totally cool with putting them on Adult Swim and TBS. But now that Disney has them, Disney's like, well, we're going to have it on Hulu and we're not going to have it on Disney Plus except The Simpsons, but we will have it on our own channels. So Family Guy is on Freeform. They have it like eight hours on Fridays of Family Guy. <laughs> it's Good cra- Lord. crazy. That kind of thing makes, you know, the redundancy of how much Adult Swim used to air Family Guy look very tame by comparison. It makes what TBS did look tame by comparison. This, this is like Teen Titans Go level of rerunning. You know, oh, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, I honestly think that Adult Swim probably kicks themselves for, like, not trying. And maybe they did, and we just don't know about it, but trying to get family like new episodes of family guy just on adult swim and not like have it fox but well that's interesting because apparently if fox had not picked up more family guy the producers were fully willing to go directly to adult swim and that that would have been crazy to have first run family guy on adult swim but what they eventually did get was you know (laughs) definitely a good enough deal but man, oh, yeah. I mean, can I mean, you imagine 
Family Guide is height being exclusive to Adult Swim or maybe Adult Swim and TBS. That oh my god, madness that right there. That would have been but big. See, I mean, I mean, it still was a good deal though because, like, I mean, what was it? So they got it uncut Fox, for one thing, right? And Fox played it. Fox played it on Sunday, and then did they didn't? Wasn't it like the new episode was the the following Monday, or was it like the Monday after? Uh, I, I think it was like two weeks. Okay, so it, but it, it, it differed from time to time, and they also did yeah. the same thing with American Dad for a while. Well, at least they have American Dad, so yeah, yeah, clearly- that's the one thing not coming to FXX. <laughs> which doesn't, which I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, so Disney wanted Family Guy, but they didn't want American Dad, and American Dad's not doesn't do too bad, so it's like, okay, I wouldn't say they didn't want it, but. I mean, the the deal that they have with TBS is probably good enough. I mean, TBS is funding the you know, the show going forward, so. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you, American Dad. I mean, TBS and Adult Swim are basically the same since they're in the same building. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me, right? At this point, so. And yeah, TBS does get the premieres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Well, I mean, obviously, prime time. Really, Adult Swim doesn't cover most of prime time, so it's just like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, so it is what it is. It's probably the one good but, thing about the way they're scheduling all of those shows on FXX is they're kind of cutting off around the time that Adult Swim really gets rolling. So that's good, convenient, but they do have to go up against Family Guy in prime time and late prime time, so that's rough. The only thing is FXX is in a lot less homes than Adult Swim currently, but it will be interesting to see if that changes. Because it seems like Disney's like, we're going to put all our animated stuff on this channel and really try to push it as our animation thing. Because they used to do lots of live action comedies on there like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and they still have those kind of in the mix, but they're really focusing, really focusing on the animation. There's like well, six to six episodes of King of the Hill a day, six episodes of The Simpson, six to eight episodes of Family Guy, some Bob's Burgers, crazy. some Archer, and Futurama eventually in November, which would be interesting to see how they add that in there. So, oh, I mean, I'm sure they'll do it. I'm sure they'll do what they did back in the day and copy how Adult Swim used to do it. So, you know, it's fine. Well, they absolutely should do what Adult Swim did for, you know, its entire existence using a popular show to prop up their own premieres. Uh, so they should works. really uh, ramp that stuff up, which they are to an extent, but yeah. But I'm, I'm interested to see how Adult Swim goes without Family Guy. We still got Bob's Burgers for a couple of years. We're going to have American Dad for far longer than that. And Rick and Morty is, of course, the top dog now. So, gonna gonna be interesting. Gonna be interesting. I, I mean, Adult Swim's starting to produce its own stuff, so hopefully, some of that will will be more of a hit than a miss, and it'll do as well as Rick and Morty. You know, I, I still, I still to this day think because I don't, I don't think it's doing that well on Hulu. But it's that other show that's done by one of the creators of Rick and Morty. Solar so Opposites? Yeah, Solar uh, Opposites. I bet that'll end up on FXX eventually. It, it might, but, you know, it, it also may, you know, Adult Swim may, may take that too. Who knows? I mean, obviously the mouse owns that because it's on Hulu. So it's like, 
Yeah, well, the mouse owns that because it's a 20th television production. So, yeah. yeah the, so, what's we'll, all about that cheddar, man? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, about that cheddar. We'll have to see what happens, but, you know, it's. Mm hmm. It's going to be interesting to see because if, if Disney ends up owning everything, I just, I, I, I just, you know, I kind of like shudder to think what they would do with Toonami because I'm just sitting there thinking to myself like, well, knowing them, they're not going to want to just like, just let the name Toonami just sit there and do nothing and collect dust. They probably would want to do something with it. Hmm. But I have a feeling that Jason wouldn't be involved with that, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Hmm. Well, we've we've definitely diverged from the topic that we were actually here yeah, for. Yeah, let's not go into that. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, it's uh it's an interesting time for Adult Swim, and uh, support the shows you like, folks. <laughs> please, please do that. If you like the shows on Adult Swim, please tune in, tweet, you know, talk the way, about them. Real quick, kudos to like Cartoon Network for you know having a kid's block finally after all these years kudos to them for doing that because yeah they've tried this before but this is definitely a more concentrated effort like they never oh, they mean, never before like split the channel time i mean it, it, you got what like sesame street's on there is it sesame street or is it just a it's show? not actually strangely isn't it like hbo can run sesame street they they help fund sesame street but it's not on cartoonito on cartoon Network. Weird. Yeah. it is weird but it might be like a contract thing i don't know but you would think at least the spinoffs could potentially air on cartoon network but mm, not 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 so <laughs> right now they're oh, and then and and then they have um which is really weird it's not in the commercial, but they have Caillou, which got canceled. They do too. have Caillou, and they edit episodes. Oh, that's weird. And let's not forget the Looney Tunes babies! Yeah, you just can't escape baby Looney Tunes, which is not a bad show. So No, it's, it's not. I'm being silly as shit here, but... But I, I, I do Legitimately, I agree. It's nice that they have a kid-focused... I mean, it's no Muppet area. Babies, but it's alright. Oh. I mean, what I mean, is... What it's is better. Muppet Baby? Nothing. Nothing can beat that. Yeah, it's it's better that they're playing. It's better that they're playing something different than fifty episodes. Bring of back Crypto the Super Dog. Hey. Yeah. yeah. That Batwheel show looks kind of interesting. <laughs> ah, the Bugs Bunny Builders. I saw a preview of that. That looks like it could be all right. But hmm, who knows? I mean. Some people are like, oh, how could Cartoon Network do this? They're totally off base. It's like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Like, they just cut off the time where they were just repeating Teen Titans Go and Gumball all day. So it's fine. They oh, also it's adding, it's adding to the variety. I'm happy with that. They're also getting the 8 p.m. hour back for probably long term since Adult Swim doesn't really need it. <laughs> but, well, Adult Swim doesn't need it now. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they definitely aren't going to need it once they lose Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Which they are already pretty strained on. But yeah! Cartoon Network and Adult Swim doing interesting things. Yes. Yeah. You'll like to see it. The The Acme Night movie thing is, is pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Those <laughs> are so, so strange things supposed to change. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Why are they making people suffer through Ready Player One? <laughs> Look, I like Ready Player One, okay? The book was awesome. You know, yes, it did not put everything um, in the movie that was in the book, but still. I enjoyed Ready Player One for what it was. All right. I also played the, the 2014 Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles movie. Ugh. <laughs> Why not just play the 1990 oh, film? You're already airing old Family Matters episodes as filler. <laughs> Yeah, 1990 Turtle film. That's actually good. Yeah, it's a good, go, Ninja, go, good Ninja, movie. Go. Te- teach the kids to say damn like I did and got in trouble damn. in kindergarten. It was oh, Raphael's geez. favorite word. <laughs> ah, they probably censor that, actually. Though, they do tend to run these movies up to TV 14. And they're, they're playing the Man of Steel. You know, the movie where Superman decapitates a dude? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that movie. That's a movie. Oh, but they also played all those Star Wars movies, including the scene where Anakin kills the younglings. <laughs> Ironi- I, 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 ironically, like the last thing to air on Cartoon Network proper before their preschool block started the the next day. <laughs> and not just the men, but the women and the children, too. Yes. All right, so uh, what are we doing today again? <laughs> what are we doing today? Well, we have uh, us four old guys, and we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts, Gundam. Because so, It's a Gundam! So we're, we're a new podcast. The, the, the new name of this podcast is Four, four Old Guys in a Gundam. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if we go with that. Uh, is this like three men and a baby? Yes. I mean, it could be four men and a baby because technically I have a new child, but there we go. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if the baby does cry, then there you go, four men and a baby. That's yeah, if the, the baby wakes up, Paul will be leaving. So, have a nice uh-huh. so <laughs> then it will be three men and a baby. <laughs> or maybe... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'll be in all responsible shit like fatherhood and stuff, man. Damn, you'll be fine. So we're we're doing this topic now. Uh, I wanted to do it a couple of weeks ago because we came up on the anniversary of when Mobile Suit Gundam was pulled from the airwaves, partially due to 9/11. You know. It is a show about war and the horrors thereof, so it does make sense to pull that off the air at that time. But yeah, it did not. Child soldiers. It did. It did not return to the air until it was tried out on Adult Swim Action uh, sometime in uh, 2002, because it didn't do well enough in the ratings, and that was kind of the beginning of many, many mistakes that were made when trying to bring Gundam to the West. But, as you know, it started out really well, actually, with Gundam Wing starting out in uh, March of 2000. Gundam Wing shows up, and it has these cool giant robots and these angsty teenagers, and it was the right show at the right time, and people loved it. And it was and it, really over the top. <laughs> and you would do yourself the best to not ever rewatch it because your memories are better than it is, I promise. Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, hey, well, at least it's better than pilot candidate. Uh, uh, that one. What? Oh, absolutely better than pilot candidate. Pilot candidate is garbage. Oh, I'm not disputing that. I'm <laughs> I'm disputing which one's worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Pilot candidate. It's definitely worse. <laughs> Though it is briefer. So there's that. <laughs> more merciful in that way. And it, we never got the second season. I don't think there ever was going to be a second nope. season. Nope. Uh, did it end on a cliffhanger? I don't it remember. It most certainly did. Oh, that's... Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's unfortunate, but who cares? <laughs> I think I'm like the one person that has like a guilty pleasure for it, but yeah. I mean, I it, can't lie. it did, I did have a cat girl, on, so... I think it was on Amazon Prime for a second, and I actually submitted myself to that torture and horror again. I watched the first... Uh, first or second episodes when I was kind of reminiscing on the initial Adult Swim action lineup, which did include Pilot Candidate, which was originally planned to air on Toonami, but got moved to Adult Swim action because they needed content. Yeah, I may have picked up the discotheque release on sale a while ago, so I've seen it some. Hope it was a deep sale because you'd have to pay me to own uh, that. <laughs> I, mean, I got it for 20 bucks. I'm not too worried about it. Oh man, that's dude. That's twenty bucks. That's that more than a dollar an episode. <laughs> Look at that. I'm gonna put it to you like this: that twenty dollars could have been a pizza. Could've, it could have been could've. beer. Well, I don't drink beer. It could have been milk there, for you. Could have, could have. Wasn't. Dude, could have. That could have been a bag of weed, man. A bag of weed. Really? Seems a bit well, cheap for weed. Well, it would have been bone fuck weed, but yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, be the, it wouldn't be the worst thing I ever did. I bought Char's Counter-Attack. <laughs> Excuse you, sir? Char's Counter-Attack is not a bad movie. Oh, I very much disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Laser doesn't really like UC Gundams for the most part. <laughs> no, and that's actually the one I hate the most. I mean, that's kind of understandable, because it is... Mm, Garbage. It is not my favorite thing. Uh, mm, yeah, I, I guess we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's get into it for real. Sorry, I don't need to jump the gun there. But I Gundam mean, we've Wing, been on a tangent. Gundam Wing. That starts when I was, I was, uh, I, I believe, 15 years old, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I was instantly hooked. I mean, that moment where he tears up the invitation and is like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> like all right i'm 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 in for this i'm in for this i, I remember i got sold on it because before it, they started airing it a bunch of the model kits showed up at a local toys R Us, and i'm just like "Ooh, these look cool yeah if there's anything to be said about gundam wing the mecha designs <laughs> were great oh hell yes freaking Absolutely. heavy arms with those turret guns the gap My guns you got you got Sandrock and that cape, and you got the Death Scythe with a scythe. <laughs> you might as well just say what it is. It, it is it, a scythe. It might not sound as cool as it actually is. But... It's like describing Ric Flair to people who aren't wrestling fans. It's cool, but if you try and describe it, it doesn't sound cool. Talk about, let's not talk about Ric Flair, dude. We don't talk about wrestling on the Tanami Faithful podcast, uh -oh. because I don't speak wrestling. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's a Steve Yurko thing. 
<laughs> Apparently, I'm just going to bring up all of the wrong topics today. You sure are. Oh, you're you're a troublesome one. So, Drell, Drell, get the corner ready. Gotcha. Go, so yeah, go I I was admittedly I I didn't pay enough attention to great shows like Gargoyles and some other things, but Gundam Wing was probably the first cartoon that I saw where the good guys and bad guys were not black and white. And I found that very compelling as a teenager. That was also around the time I started watching Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, a bunch or, better show uh, in that uh, case. <laughs> so what what was y'all's initial impressions of Gundam Wing? Oh, like everyone, I loved it immediately. I actually taped the entire Midnight Run uh, of it because it was uncut on the midnight run off on taped on VHS. I still have all of it. You know, I thought they only did that like once or twice, but they actually got through like almost four runs of it uncut. Oh yeah, yeah. Did not realize See, it. See cool. when y'all say uncut, it just makes me think about BET. Don't worry about it. The people who need to know about it understand. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh obviously, Paul, you you liked Gundam Wing. Oh yeah. yeah, I liked Gundam Wing. I mean, you know, it doesn't beat G Gundam, but you know, it, it is, it is. Aha! Another man of culture. Yes, I am a very good man of culture. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's like one of those shows that you watch back. Like, I watched back G Gundam, and it's still good. I watched back G Gundam Wing, and I'm kind of like... <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not... It's not bad, but it's just like, this wasn't as good as I thought it was. Okay. Uh, that is... The big deal at the time was, oh my god, it's a somewhat uncut version of the show on... Bro oh, not broadcast, but on cable TV? What? Yeah, TV PG and all its glory. Ooh. <laughs> There's blood and swearing. He said he's gonna kill her, you guys. He didn't say he's gonna send her to the next dimension. Oh, that's right. He always said, I'll destroy you. And you know what? Kill is very straightforward. You know what you're getting into when somebody says, I'll kill you. But when somebody says they'll destroy you, what what, what do they mean? What do they, they mean? Physically? Mentally? I don't, I don't understand. I'm terrified that this person said they would destroy me. Wait, Yu-Gi-Oh! You, you can use the, a Gundam card? I mean, no? he can uh, break the rules whenever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> However <laughs> the plot demands. Uh, yeah. But Gundam Wing, big success. The The toys did well. The model kits did well. Bandai was very happy. Toonami was very happy. I mean, they, they picked this show up as, uh, you know, Bandai wanted to push the show to finally bring Gundam to the West, like, on television. And Toonami was definitely the perfect place to do it. And Toonami treated it very well, gave it many, many re-airings, including uncut re-airings. And, of course, the promos, perfect. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about the promos. The yeah. promos were, were excellent for that. I mean, the, the mm -hmm. you know. Legendary. Again, like, I, again, like, Gundam Wing wasn't a, wasn't a bad show by any means. It just... But they you know, made it look a lot better than it actually is. 
Yes. Yes. yes certainly. And That's you know, the magic of tsunami. <laughs> so like, I hate to kind of jump to G Gundam, but you know, it, it, it's kind of like, how do I put this? So, G Gundam has like everything in it that a Gundam show should have, and Gundam Wing just has some of it. If that makes sense. I um, I don't know about that. Uh, G Gundam as, has everything that a Gundam as, show should as, have. As, as much as I love the crap out of G Gundam, it is a very atypical Gundam show. <laughs> well, I mean, so how do I put this? Action, drama, um, an actual, a, a very good storyline that goes. Oh, there's not enough forward. politics and space colonies. Oh, fuck that. I don't want any politics and shit, especially now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I kind of think, like, I think what bothered me about Gundam Wing, if I'm going to be honest, is, like, it seemed to jump pretty quickly to things. It's like, okay, so... Oh, yeah. So, wait, wait, the Tall Geese is helping them. Oh, wait, now, so the Tall Geese is, wait, the Tall Geese is part of, part of these guys, okay, and then, wait a minute, now they've betrayed them, and now they're doing something separate. Oh, and now, you know, Trace Kusranada is helping helping the guys with the Gundams, and oh, now he's a overlord trying to stop the gun. What What is going on here? Wait a minute. The show does not have any focus. It does what it yeah, wants. It, it, it just, that was the part that kind of bothered me, because it was just like, wait, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> so. It, it starts out with kind of this compelling story about these five pilots who are uh, terrorists that are, you know, trying to stop the... Uh... Oh, gosh, what's the name of the organization? It's not Zeon. Uh, Z- no. Zaft. Zaft? Not Zaft. That's Gundam Seed. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, this this is what happens when you're old. You forget things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure it starts with Oz. 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 Oh, the, uh, the Z's at the back. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Oz. How can I forget? Yeah, Oz. Yeah. Uh, so you got the colonies, and they, they want to fight back against Oz. So they s- recruit some kids, and they send them out in these awesome giant robots to, you know, terrorize. And then at some point, the Gunners are like, are we actually doing good here? Are, are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> so then they go up into space, and then they find the guys that have built the Gundams for them. Now they're making weapons for the bad guys, so they every now and then somebody changes alliances, <laughs> and it's like... And then you got Zex, Miliardo Peacecraft, who goes from being Trey's right-hand man, and then he decides to break off from Trey's and his mask breaks and therefore he can no longer be Trey's friend. But yeah, then, yeah. So then that, at the very end there, he's just like, turns out I'm the big bad. What? What? Yeah. It's convoluted it's at best. Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, so, you know, as we were talking about it, I was thinking about this, like who the hell is eating on the podcast? I don't think anybody's eating. Page. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some crackling going on. Yeah, exactly. I think my mic's probably being a butt again. Fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. 
fix it, 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 fix it. Any better? I think so, but we'll we'll proceed. Sorry, I will continue what I was saying. So I I think you know as I was as I'm as I'm listening to you guys and and I'm thinking about I was like, you know, if if Gundam Wing came out today. And it did it the way that animes do it now, where, like, they do, like, 12 to 24 episodes. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, there's another season, another season. If they kind of split it up that way, I think it would have probably, watching it now would be better. Just because it would would feel a little bit more Hmm. stable. You know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like it wouldn't be nearly as well regarded <laughs> as it yeah, maybe is. not maybe not but i mean i think that the that the story would have made more sense if they split it up in a proper way mm, like possibly. per season you know what i mean instead of being like okay we're just gonna make this continuous and uh oh here you go because you know it worked for g gundam it didn't work for this show in particular and that's that's part mm. of the problem you know what i mean so and yet, because we were watching it daily, it didn't seem to bother me as much. Like, if I was watching no. it once a week, I I, I couldn't you know, stand it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I, I kind of, I think I was just kind of taken back by all the action and, and all the action of Gundam Wing and, and just, like, having this show here that was, like, completely different than what I've seen. And I think that, I think that, that holds true to everybody that was watching it back in the day because you're just kind of sitting here going, Wow, this is a lot different than what I've been, you know, what I'm normally watching. And, the, you know, obviously, as we've alluded to, like the promos for this were so good that you were just like, I have to fucking tune into this. And there, real, there really wasn't anything like it either. You, um, no, mm-hmm. no. And that's, yeah, that's at the, the time, th- definitely. Nothing. You like know, I, I don't know if we'll talk about Iron Blooded Orphans at all, but I mean, I relate that. I mean, obviously, they did a promo similar to that for Iron Blooded Orphans. And. You know, I I related to that because Iron-Blooded Orphans was what Gundam Wing should have been, in a sense. Because if they had done it that way, I think it would have, it would have, you know, seeing it now, it would have been a good show. But, and and by the way, I'm not saying that Gundam Wing's a bad show. I I don't want that to be, I I don't want anybody to think that I don't think it's a good show. It's, it's good. Just, it just... It didn't stand the test of time, man. Like, yeah, it didn't stand the test of time. I mean, during it's that time period, well. I mean, during that time period, it was great. But like, if you were to put it up to some of the Gundams that we have now, man, uh, it would seriously not even be in the top ten. Well, I think my honest thought take for for Gundam Wing is, if it wasn't the first Gundam, I don't think it would have taken off. You know, oh, but no. see, here, here's the funny thing though: is it, it's very weird because. And I, I keep going back to G Gundam, but G Gundam was the, was before Gundam Wing, and it's in like, Japan, yeah, yeah, it was before Gundam Wing. So it's like, you know, I understand that Japan wanted to introduce this first and then bring over the other Gundams, but it was like, if you would, if I, I feel like there would have been a little bit more. I, I mean, I don't even think it didn't hmm. really matter. You know what? It didn't doesn't honestly matter when you played G Gundam because G Gundam was good in its own right. Um, so I think. You know, it just added to okay, people like Gundam Wing, but wow, this show is really good. Like, oh my god, this Gundam's good too. You know, so it, mm. it kind of it kind of 
brought in something that I think people are missing about Gundams these days because Iron Blooded Orphans was pretty good. You know, I think it, I honestly think after G Gundam that Iron Blooded Orphans is actually probably the next one and then Gundam Wing just because of how, how that show, how they did, how they, how they presented that show and how it was so, it, it, it was, it was so similar to Wing in the sense of the politics in that, that you kind of just went, okay, see, that's where you, that's where maybe somebody went, hey, I want to do Gundam Wing, but I don't want to be, I don't want it to be Gundam Wing. That's what I mean, it kind of felt like. I would, it didn't really air on Toonami, but I would argue that's Gundam Double O. Yes, I would also argue that Gundam mm. Double O is doing Gundam Wing right. Okay. <laughs> Well, so if you've that. never seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's pretty good. I bought the fancy box set for that one. Ooh. And that's G me Gundam, and G Gundam. Of course. I got the fancy G Gundam set with the I mean, it, of course it comes with the tequila Gundam shot glass. How, how could, could you not like how that? How could you not? How could you not? So, I mean, yes. I think we should talk about G Gundam. Since well, yes, we, we will talk about G Gundam. But the, the, the point of the basis here is like Gundam Wing, very successful. Uh, generally liked particularly at the time got many many runs sold well just overall very successful and bandai got to thinking all right well now that we know that gundam works in the west let's bring the original gundam kids will love that right oh no this 20 year old mecha show Oh, the 70s animation is totally gonna work in the 2000s you guys look 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 if they had aired this in 1997 alongside Thundercats and Voltron, I think people would have minded. Worked. It may not have been a hit, but it would have done okay. Yeah. It would have done Honestly, okay. that's how, like, in the 80s, I think that's probably around the time, like, Voltron and Robotech was out, so... Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, now, that's, that, like, you know, we... I know we, talked, mixed, I know we yeah. talked about Robotech. It, it would have mixed podcast, well. Yeah, Macross, mixed well Macross and oh. Gundam were contemporary, so I can absolutely see that. Yeah, exactly. So, and technically, for a time, they were airing it right next to OG Dragon Ball, which is about <laughs> as old. Yep. But well, this is this is just the difference between the appeal of Dragon Ball and the appeal of Gundam as a franchise, because exactly. really well, old so... Dragon Ball still way way more interesting to kids than. Well, you're also arguing 1979 versus 1985. There's still some differences in the quality there. Uh, I didn't realize it was quite that much of a jump, so yes. Very true. Very much so. I mean, they should have been playing playing Zeta Gundam next to... Oh, I wish. I wish they had done Zeta. Yeah, they, they thought about it at one point, and then they deviated to seed because seed was the hot thing in japan at the time but so i mean i'm happy with that but that's me well mobile suit gundam shows up uh a little over a year after gundam wing started on toonami in like july 2001 and it you know it aired and they gave it very nice promotion those promos honestly once again make it look way better than it potentially is but I would argue that it actually is that good if if you got the right mindset. But there's a lot about it that has not aged well. I, I actually think the animation is pretty dang good for the time. Oh, 
animation is holds up. Absolutely. Exactly. It is a very pretty show. The story, eh, <laughs> it, it, it has some missteps to be sure, but the core story is good and compelling and interesting in my opinion. Also, oh, all of, I, you know... On the all, console level, I'll have to agree with you, absolutely. All, all of the, like, even in that first series, they were showing the horrors of war and how it affects people on both sides. And it was, you know, really compelling drama, but I have a confession to make. If I haven't already done it on this podcast, I did not pay attention to mobile suit Gundam when it aired on Toonami. No, 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 I did not. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I, but I bought the movie trilogy shortly thereafter and watched it that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Shit. So like a decade later, when it was first streaming, like, first time streaming anywhere i finally watched it and i was like wow this is really good i missed out and that's, yeah y'all did man. that is my mistake i was part of the problem yes you were yeah ochi gundam's got a lot of good ideas um but look here like i've always said man there is a gundam for everybody oh yes mm-hmm. i mean hell who didn't like gundam origins man gundam origins is very good i mean dude and then when you got the blu-ray remaster man Whew, so pretty, man. Mm. Yeah, a lot of those Blu-ray remasters are... Oh, they're very nice. Mm. I mean... The G-Gundam one is so beautiful. I got the regular G-Gundam's home. I might buy the Blu-ray remaster. I cannot recommend that enough. Gotta get the tequila shot glass, man. Come on. Hey, I mean, I I wrote an uh, an editorial, and I I have a comparison shot. You can see how much prettier it is. Oh my god! It's so oh, hmm. yeah, fuck you. Self promotion on let's, the podcast. <laughs> let's just let's just let's just go into G Gundam, please, because I mean those. We're not, those... we're not we're not quite there yet. We actually have uh, two other Gundams that we should mention. Okay, you shut up. Because at brand. the same time, that Mobile Suit Gundam was n- kind of not working out. They also very wisely started airing O Eight MS Team, which is a much more recent oh, show, a much nicer looking show, and really good show that was exclusive to the Midnight Run because yeah, it's definitely a lot more graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good ass show though. Yeah, very, very yes, good. It was. I don't think it holds up as well as my memories of it, but I still think it's a pretty good show. And that did so well on the Midnight Run that after Mobile Suit Gundam did not pan out. Uh, sometime after that was pulled from the lineup, they actually put uh, OAT MS team on the weekday tsunami and got a couple of runs. I mean, it was only 13 episodes, including like a slapdash edited version of a movie. So, you know, you did what you can. But then later in that year, in November, they played War in the Pocket Gundam 0080. Again, exclusively in the Midnight Run. And yes, it had fantastic promos. It was only six episodes, but dang, that's a good one. Oh, that's Warren a real good great. one. And once again, I was not paying nearly enough attention to, frankly, anything other than Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball at that point. So, other than occasionally catching an episode when I stayed up late, I did not pay nearly enough attention to that until... 
probably it aired on SVES a couple years later. What is wrong with y'all, man? It's like y'all just some freaking gunman. I guess because I was in Mega Man. That's the reason why. Yeah, man. yeah. I yeah. So you're, you're, big, you're big on Mega. I totally get it. I wish I had paid more attention to these when they were airing, but I mean, they got their runs. They're all right. They didn't get pulled early or anything. I and this War in the Pocket, but I definitely watch it. That must Yeah. And War of the Pocket, War of the Pocket aired on Toonami. It aired on uh, SVES, the Saturday Video Entertainment System, on late on Saturday nights. And it also aired on Adult Swim Action, so they got plenty of play for six episodes. Can't can't really say the same about uh, 8th MS Team. After it got its couple of weekday runs on Toonami, it just kind of disappeared, which is unfortunate. Maybe Maybe the contract ran out or something. Not sure. So, they finally tried out some UC Gundam, and at least one of them seemed to be a f- fairly successful. Maybe two of them were somewhat successful. But the original, which Bandai was very much banking on being a big deal, totally, totally bombed. So, what do you do when something that's uh, kind of archaic and... Uh, really hard to sell the kids doesn't pan out. You go in a vastly different direction. <laughs> this is where Paul gets happy because <laughs> in 2002, Toonami got G Gundam, which the is best Gundam. a the best. Gundam series that focuses entirely on a big Gundam tournament instead of like, like war is waged through a Gundam tournament. And that that is the show, but there's also the whole thing with the Dark Gundam and Domon's brother. It's a big martial arts drama. Let's be real it, about yeah, it. Yeah, it is a martial arts drama in giant robots. Yep. No, it is Gundam wrestling. Yeah, I could see that. It is I also that. It. Yes, it is Gundam wrestling. But because I think they did set up a ring, so basically it's Gundam <laughs> wrestling with meets MMA. And uh, eventually, Domon goes Super Saiyan. So I I, I feel. More so than definitely any other Gundam in existence, this paired beautifully with Dragon Ball Z at the time. And yeah, they they definitely played the heck out of this show. They played it on Toonami. They played it on SVES. And they, at one point, they were airing an hour of it a day. <laughs> Which Dude, was God the damn. kind of thing they only did with Dragon Ball shows. So there you go. It definitely... Definitely works. And there was a huge toy line, which unfortunately kind of rotted on the shelves after a point. Because once you, you know, sell all the popular ones, they 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 made too many toys. It's time to buy the tequila Gundam for the 12th time, you guys. <laughs> no, I mean, the, I don't think they actually sold the tequila Gundam. No, I don't think no, they did. No, either. I don't think they did I'm, either. I'm making a stupid crack. But, but, yeah. but like... There were definitely some, some of these Gundam designs, which were all very inspired, if you think about it, but... Some of them, yeah, just just did not sell. Did I mean, not sell. But no. the show itself was a freaking riot, and people really liked it. So, Paul, tell us about G Gundam. Oh, G Gundam. Oh, my favorite Gundam of all time. First of all, let's talk about those Blu-rays. That just oh, yeah. Like, I gotta tell you something. Pretty. Like, Didn't know uh, a show so, from so, 1994 could look so good. Yeah, so, so it's it's really funny because we were talking about Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing's uh, Blu-rays, they were, you know, 
supposedly supposed to be in HD and whatever. They looked they looked okay. It was a lot better than the original, but it wasn't like you weren't like sitting there going, "Okay, this is vastly different." Um, and I would know because I got them. Uh, and then you get the the G Gundam sets, and you're like, "Whoa, what what is this? Like, where was this back in the fucking day? Like, wait a minute. Like, I mean, you're looking like at a at a. It's almost comparable to an HD picture." nowadays it was, it, it was that good like i mean the blu-rays if you haven't bought those from right stuff they are totally I'm, I'm totally selling this right now but they are totally worth the fucking money that you would spend i don't know excluding that. excluding the, mm-hmm. the, the shot glass like even if you just get the regular blu-rays like my god like you need to get them because it's really good i i turned jim nelson onto this this show. He he never had seen this show. And when I, I was like, dude, you're missing a great show, he started watching and he was like, wow, this is a really fucking good show. You know? And I you know I wouldn't say it's a wrestling Gundam because um it's it's different than that, but yeah, um, so it's just mixed martial arts, okay? Yeah, it's, it's it's more of a mixed martial arts one. I would say so. I mean, what what made G Gundam as as good as it made it was the fact that it had a storyline that went in its in a straight line, didn't deviate. Uh, you had drama, you had romance, you had, um, and you just had everything in this series that just made it like attractive to watch. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I one of these days I will fucking find the guy, the English dub actor that played Domo Kashun, that he's somewhere in fucking Canada, he's a doctor somewhere, and I, I really want to... Good old Mark Gotha. Because that... What the that, fuck are like, you eating? But, you <laughs> if you're know, not sharing with everybody, I just... I'm exactly. just paying the paper. Yeah, so, if you're not sharing with everybody, um, we're going to have a problem, okay? It's a party foul. That's a party foul for real. I mean, when I have booze, I have enough for everybody. <laughs> my ass just ain't sharing, but I still have enough for everybody. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, G Gundam okay. was the definition of hot blooded. And uh, fun fact, at least to me, that the uh, the screenwriter went on to do King of the Braves Gal Gagar, which I talked about in our Mecca episode. Yes. So big fan. I mean, of, big fan of that guy. And uh, so, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I felt like, you know, I'm kind of if if you've listened to this podcast for all these years and oh, my God, what is wrong with you? He might be um, a fan. Um, You know, you have to you have to understand that, like, I'm if you can if you can do everything in one show and attract me to that show like like it it does in G Gundam, like you're gonna you're just i'm gonna be like super supportive of your show and i'm going to promote it everywhere (laughs) anywhere (laughs) i don't care how fucking old it is so you know like you know the the one thing the the funny thing about g gundam too was is like it wasn't the fact that domon had like just one gundam he had the other one too and i'm just like because what it was because i get them mixed up it was the, shining, shining Gundam, Gundam. shining Gundam, shining Gundam, right? and then burning or, Gundam or God Gundam if you're watching the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. If it's Japanese, it's God. So, and of, of course, of course, you know, 
Burning Gundam is better than Shining Gundam, but you know, it, it's it was just great to kind of like be like, oh look, he has an upgrade. Okay, this is this is fucking better. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's actually a pretty common thing in Gundams. Also, oh yeah, it's very common. <laughs> and I also like the the idea that because you know we always talk about gotta sell them how kids. the world is going to shit. Well, what would happen if the world went to shit and, <laughs> you know, all the nations, all these nation governments decided to be like, well, fuck the earth. We're going to go somewhere else, but we're going to still, we're going to still have our places on earth. And, you know, one government rules over the earth. What is it? Every, what is it? Every, I think, every four, I think it was every four years. Yeah. I think it was every four years or something like that. So you know, it, it, it's it, it that was kind of attractive to me too because I was like, you know what, that's kind of fucking how I think things are going to go. It's a badass version of democracy. Exactly, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it was just it, it was funny how like not funny, it, it was interesting how like you saw how like Domon was kind of like, yeah, he's trying to find his brother and he's trying to he's trying to find his brother because that's his main purpose of joining of getting into the tournament. Not just to to win it, because that wasn't his, at first that wasn't his central purpose. It became it later on in the show. Um, But, you know, he was looking for his brother. And, you know, through the, as he went through, like, fighting these other Gundam fighters from other nations, you kind of saw him, like, being like, yeah, this, this... this planet is turning into shit. We need to do something about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was it was very interesting to see, like, how he was reacting as he was going through this adventure himself and how at the end it just kind of seemed like, oh, this is a brighter day. Maybe we'll see some kind of change to what, you know, what is what has normally been going on. Because, you know, at the end there, it was kind of like, it's kind of like the theme of a world war, for example, like all these nations coming together to fight this one evil, so to speak, and stop them from taking over. Uh, maybe not just the world, but maybe, you know, the galaxy, you know, cause obviously they, at the end there, they were in space. So it wasn't like, you know, um, it wasn't like, Oh, look, you know, <laughs> they're on earth doing this. no, this is they're they're in space, you know. So it's it, like I said, it, it just has everything. And and the thing is, is I can't really just I tell people, look, I can sit here and tell you what G Gundam's about, but unless you watch it, you won't understand why it's good. And that's what I tell everybody. It's the you same won't understand why some people have to talk with their fists. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't help but laugh at the fact when he says, you know, when Dovokashin's like, my hand is burning red. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Really? Loud roar tells me to grasp victory. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, I mean, at the time, at the time you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is great. Now I'm kind of like, maybe we should have tried to do something else with this just in case. I mean, I still like it, but it's just like, I could see why people would go, oh boy. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think I've talked at length about G Gundam, but you know, it's, 
I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you haven't seen the show, you need to see the show. It's the same thing I say about Ronin Warriors, which finally got a, a goddamn release, um, which I need to talk about that in our podcast here at some point coming up. But <laughs> yeah, you can talk about it another time. Uh, but, but like, you know, that's the same thing with Ronin Warriors. I tell people, I'm like, I can sit here and describe Ronin, Ronin Warriors to you, but unless you watch it, you're not going to see what I see. You know what I mean? So, no, I don't. By the way, by the way you got to, speaking of Adult Swim and that, you, you guys got to, a lot of people have to give like props, some big fucking props to Adult Swim because Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. Because if they hadn't saved those tapes to Ronin Warriors, you wouldn't get be getting this Blu ray from fucking. Okay. Uh, well, not from Jose, but from from Right Stuff or not Right Stuff. Um, Disco Disco Tech, Dingaling. Disco Tech. I'm losing my mind. It's getting to that time of night. Um, but you know, it, it, I mean, they they came through in a clutch, and it's lucky that they had that in the vault still. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. So I'll open it up to, to all of you. G Gundam. What what did you like? I mean, it was just rad. And uh, the character drama, I liked it a lot. And uh, I liked the characters. And of course, we barely even talked about the Shuffle Alliance. What a fun group of characters. Yes. Chibity Crockett, man. America personified. <laughs> you know, you know, bouncing off of that sketch, I should say the English dub of this was really good. It is delightfully campy. Yes. I kind of... I kind of... Sing a song, dude, Dude, uh, like they only stream it subbed anywhere that it's streaming and i'm like but i want to watch the dub <laughs> i i could watch it in japanese I, I know the japanese performances are all very good but it's just not the same to me man <laughs> i'm i i gotta have my campy dub i i, I don't know i, I don't know I think I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I don't know what happened between Adult Swim and, um, is it Nozomi Entertainment? Nozomi? Is that, it, it's the one that distributes Gundam here in the United States. They partner yeah, with Nozo- right Nozomi stuff. and Right Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know they had talked to Adult Swim, but I don't know if anything, I, I, I really hope that, I, I, I guess it probably must have been just too much money because, like, Man, that that HD. If they would have put that HD on, man, like people would have liked it. I don't know, man. People clamored for Outlaw Star, and it didn't exactly set the world on fire when it came back. Well, but but you got to keep in mind too that when we say Outlaw Star, not everybody that watched Outlaw Star when it came on to Tsunami and Adult Swim too, like. They, they're not a, not a lot of them are around watching Adult Swim and Tsunami right now. So, you think more people you know, who watch G Gundam are? Probably not, but I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's where I'm going with it. Like, you know, I don't know, man. As much as I would enjoy G Gundam, it it's a big commitment. Like 49 episodes. That's a year's worth of content, dude. Dude, if if don't, most don't, of these don't spend that kind of money on a three a.m. show, dude, I, I hate to say this to you, but I mean, Dragon Ball Super. Well, Dragon Ball is a whole different beast. Let, let, we'll move that off to the side. We're, we're talking about like Naruto shipping and Naruto and One Piece. Oh God, One Piece. 
is still going. Um, you know, like forty nine episodes compared to those beasts, like I well, think yeah, but yeah, but the draw on those is going to be way higher. As much as I love the shit out of G Gundam, it's an older Gundam tile that is amazing. Primarily, but, but I guess the, energy it's more has, episodic but. nature might make it work, but 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 I see, have my doubts. But see, here's the thing: the difference between what's like, a weak a Gundam, Gundam is a bit of a hard sell. But the, the difference between a regular Gundam and G Gundam was that, like, you were every episode got you got you sucked in, and then you were like, okay, what is Domo going to do in the next episode? So. I feel like new viewers coming in seeing that are going to be like, dude, I got to watch the next fucking episode. And then it's going to be, I want to watch the next fucking episode and so on and so forth. That's how, that's what got me into it because each episode was interesting. It had action in it. You know, there was always a fight, which was great. You know, it wasn't just like fucking DBZ where it took like five, six, 10, <laughs> 20 episodes to fucking get to the thing that you wanted. So, you know, it's, it was it was just you know to me like you get if you have that i'm going to continue to watch it it that's 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 kind of like that's kind of like what a netflix show should be so to speak like if i'm going to binge a show it's got to be something where each and every fucking episode has me like wanting to go to the next episode because if it doesn't i'm not going to go watch it it's like with voltron on, on netflix every single fucking episode had me and I was like, oh my god, I gotta go watch this fucking episode, and I'm sitting still up and I'm getting yelled at for being up so late. Like, you know, I, that was the only Netflix show I've ever binged because it was that good. Yeah, or well, I gave you seasons one and two for your birthday or Christmas, something like that. Yeah. You're welcome, Or. Uh, I would say is, if they were gonna run a Gundam now, I, I think Double O would be a better choice because it's still looks pretty new even though it's like a decade old now and that definitely has a definitely has a factor but yeah so G Gundam fairly successful they gave it lots of airtime. the toys seemed to sell pretty well until they didn't anymore and naturally Bandai's next thought was well, we could make a Gundam show for the West. And that's how we got SD Gundam Force, which, yes, there are plenty of uh, super deformed Gundam shows and OVAs that existed in Japan before that, but this was made specifically for the Western audiences. And, uh... <laughs> it was a fucking kid show, basically. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it, it was definitely a kid show. I you look, you know, look if if the thought was Gundam's doing pretty well with older audiences, we need something that's actually going to do well with kids. Okay, sure. And to its credit, it's not it, it's not bad. It's it's entertaining. It it definitely got a lot better later on. You know, it, it had kind of a weak start, but it it got in the second half pretty compelling. Bad. And we never did get that second season, which is odd because they replayed the first one like five times. You know, which was that's what monotonous because there were only like 25 episodes as opposed to these other Gundam series that ran 50, 40, 49, 50 episodes. I, so. I, I, 
I, I, I gotta just jump in here real quick. Like, what always pissed me off about this show is as I was just like, why the fuck is this show on? What the hell am I watching this for? <laughs> and then, what was it? Like, like it got to, like, the halfway point or maybe about, like, three quarters of the show. And then all of a sudden it started getting good. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're not allowed to get good? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This this show has been trash up to now. Why are you all of a sudden getting good? Now I want to fucking watch you, and you're trash. What the fuck? So, you uh, know. Oh, my God. That was, the, that was one of those shows that just, like, I'm like, listen, you're not a good Gundam. <laughs> but, but, okay. It's the suck. Hamtaro of Gundam shows. <laughs> but see, Hamtaro sucked, so... And this went better. Back to you differ. take that back. Hamtaro was a perfectly good show. It just did not this, belong on Toonami. And this was this was better than Hamtaro, which is well, it was a better which, fit than Hamtaro. I'll give you that. Which is which still makes me even more annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah, just remember, it's not Wulin Warriors, people. I think I watched. I think I just saw my life flash before my eyes. Holy shit! Oh so if God. they gave a proper dub to Thunderbolt Fantasy, that would be good. Well, uh, I know, mm. but I mean, that's when you get Urobuchi as the writer. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely be better than Wooly Warriors. Uh, yeah. So it is the thing about SD Gundam. At this point, the toy shelves were so overflowing with too many variants of Gundam stuff. And SD Gundam uh, didn't sell as many toys as they certainly hoped. At least that was my understanding. I'm kind of paraphrasing from several interviews with people from Bandai over the years. Primarily Jerry Chu. He had a a couple of interviews with ANN cast and such. So I might be missing some of these details, but yeah. Overall, Gundam just kind of kept doing worse and worse, though it, it had a bit of a bump with G Gundam, and then it kept declining. So Gundam Seed had recently come out in Japan. So rather than Air Zeta, which was something that they were considering, they decided to wait and do Gundam Seed instead, and they brought that in in 2004. And I gotta say, it's to the point where it becomes evident that airing a Gundam show once a week is just not the best way for people to consume a Gundam show. Not really. Not the best plan. No. It, you know, it looked cool enough. The The dub was certainly fine. Uh, I mean, Gundam Seed's my personal favorite. Serious they, Gundam, but... They had great promos, of course, and Toonami was being revived as a Saturday night block with you know, some intention of trying to appeal to older viewers. So it seemed like a decent idea on paper, but for whatever reason, it really didn't click with the audience. So it only ran about 26 episodes. And then, you know, it did bad because they replaced it with reruns of Veroni Kenshin. Well, and you had to watch the finale like at two in the morning, much later on. Yeah, they moved it to Fridays at 1 a.m. where they had sort of, I wouldn't say buried, but kind of obscurely aired 
uh, dot hack legend of the twilight bracelet <laughs> and uh, also the second season of cyborg 009 which was very good well uh, legend of the twilight bracelet was also very good but they played the heck out of that it yeah. past 1 a.m I know I've got the the hot takes here because G Gundam and Seed are my favorites. But I, the way I like to put it is the Gundam franchise. If it was a tactics RPG, I like the fighting game and then the JRPG spinoffs. What can I say? <laughs> Lol. Uh, Gundam Seed, if you didn't know, was kind of a reenvisioning of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. It follows some of the same story beats and kind of contemporizes it for the time. So. It may or may not have been the case that people who were watching it kind of felt like, I've seen this before. I'm not that interested because this all seems very similar. Or maybe there was some other reason. Frankly, I find the first 20-something episodes of that show to be dreadfully boring. (laughs) And that's why it's kind of a shame that it got booted after 26 because that's kind of where it picks up, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. It's, it's too bad. So, once again, another not-so-successful situation for Gundam. Though, when it moved to 1AM, it apparently did well for there, uh, according to a Bandai rep that I talked to at a convention at some point. They, they were actually very happy with the performance there. So, maybe they just should have moved Gundam to Adult Swim. <laughs> Which, uh, obviously, they have now. But... Yeah, that maybe that was where the misstep was. Eventually, you just got to stop trying to appeal to kids with this franchise. Because, after all, the original Mobile Suit Gundam didn't really appeal to kids. It wasn't until they started selling model kits to slightly older individuals that it actually took off and gained notoriety and popularity. Of course, there were plenty of Gundam series that did do well with kids, so, eh, you know... <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, Gundam Seed did not do well in the U.S. It did, however, do pretty well in Canada on the Bionics block, so they got Gundam Seed Destiny, which we did not get, and that's okay. That is quite okay. (laughs) Getting Gundam Seed Destiny is not a reward. (laughs) No, 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 no. Again, perfectly confident dub. I actually think the first 15 episodes of that show are pretty good, and then it gets bad. Really, really bad. <laughs> and I do not recommend watching or owning it. No, Destiny is... Uh... No. <laughs> no. No. I like Gundam Seed. Destiny is... Yeah. Uh, so... yeah. Schedule of Destiny. Yeah. So the original Gundam, uh, eventually there was this focus on Amaro and Char's relationship. But in Gundam Seed, they have a, a rivalry between two people who used to be friends growing up, which is honestly probably a bit more compelling than, like, one day some older guy who has a vendetta against Zeon becomes your rival. <laughs> There's, there's definitely more that could be pulled from that. Uh, so, you know, they each develop their relationships and then they feel greatly betrayed when they kill each other's friends. Nicole! Uh, poor Nicole. But, yeah. Uh, relationships was a big thing in Gundam Seed. They're, they actually had sex in that show. 
Yeah. <laughs> Remember that uh, digital bikini? And it wasn't particularly censored on Toonami. I think it was, uh, I think it was pr- pretty intact. I mean, they didn't show anything, but they showed the aftermath. <laughs> not nearly as much as what they show in the compilation movies, but that's not what we're talking about here. Or actually, I think maybe the HD remaster might add some stuff too. But yeah, there there were definitely episodes of Gundam Seed that aired on Toonami with heavily implied sex. Fun. You know, for oh, kids. Yes. It was yeah, on at 1030, but it was right after Dragon Ball GT, which you know kids watched. So <laughs> Stepping into that grand tour. Ugh, grand. I always hated that because you go from Yu Yu Hakusho, which was actually you went from Megas, which was awesome. And uh, Justice League was before that. And then you go into Yu Yu Hakusho. Fantastic. And then you get Dragon Ball GT. And then if you suffer through that, you can watch Gundam Seed after. Not not quite how I would have. Well, maybe. maybe, eh, Whatever. Whatever. Overall, the package was pretty good. I mean, at that point, I didn't absolutely hate dragon ball gt i watched it i didn't think it was very good but that's for another conversation i think you should have a podcast where i'm like you know there was a point where i liked naruto and dragon ball <laughs> I'll, I'll do that sometime i think one of these days one of these days but prior gundam series had edits to be sure gundam wing got away with a lot even in the edited version they still had guns realistic looking guns but once they got to gundam seed restrictions got a little tighter and we got the disco gun (laughs) which is uh (laughs) just a ridiculous image to be sure like gun edits got really strange on uh toonami around then i the the gun edits in zatch bell are pretty wild (laughs) And then, of course, they played four kids one piece with the super soaker guns. But, I mean, they didn't edit that themselves. Actually, they didn't edit Zatch Bell either. I'm pretty sure Viz did that. So, yeah. But they did let the, I think, the last two episodes of Gundam Seed aired nearly uncut when they were airing at 1 a.m., which is good because there's a very important violence that occurs in those episodes. But, yeah. Gundam Seed didn't do so well. Didn't do so well to the point that they didn't get Destiny on uh, Toonami or Adult Swim. And at that point, Gundam was just done for Toonami, Cartoon Network, and Adult Swim for a long, long time. And Double O, Gundam Double O, ended up on Sci-Fi. Alongside Gurren Lagann. uh, What a get that was. I mean, I I really enjoyed watching those on Sci-Fi. So did I. That's how I saw them. So, and I always feel like that that's a real shame. I mean, at the least, they should have been on Adult Swim Action. If not Toonami. I mean, Toonami definitely could have used some fresh blood when those came along. Though they were essentially dead in the water at that point. So, I guess it's understandable why they didn't necessarily have the money for it. But, yeah, sad. Sad how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, Gundam, Gundam kind of went quiet in the West after that point, though they did release 
several OVAs. They had the they had the unicorn OVAs going on, which uh, evolved into several other UC things being made. Of course, we have the Origins and Gundam Narrative, and recently Hathaway's Flash, and then also uh, Thunderbolt, the Gundam Thunderbolt. So they didn't really do that many TV series. Uh, they in Japan they had like Gundam Age come out and Gundam Build Fighters. And Gundam kind of maintained a quiet but strong presence in the background for several years in the U.S. That that would be my impression. Is that your impression, Laser? Oh yeah, no, it got quiet. I mean, it lost its licensor for a while because Bandai Entertainment went poof mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in like 2008, 2009, actually 2011, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah. And without that, nobody was releasing Gundam for the longest time. It took quite a while before uh, Bright Stuff slash Nozomi picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was, for the longest time, we were just getting older stuff. It took a while to see new things. Yeah. Absolutely. But wouldn't you know it, that eventually Toonami would be involved in Gundam getting a bit of a resurgence, and that being Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, which was already seeming pretty well-received initially in Japan, and there was a lot of hope that it would come to the U.S. and, well, it, it had simulcast in the U.S. Huh, Daisuke! <laughs> Remember Daisuke? Uh, and some other services. But, obviously, all of us at the time were like, oh, hope that comes to Toonami. And sure enough, they moved mountains, they got the deal from Sunrise, they brought Gundam back to Toonami with Iron-Blooded Orphans. Which did pretty well for itself, all things considered. And, of course, they treated it very well. They gave it a marathon, they gave it great promotion... And eventually picked up the second season. And that kind of... uh, Oh, actually, before they got the second season, they did get uh, Unicorn. So, at that point, (laughs) Gil and Jason were like, well, I guess we can get more Gundam. (laughs) So, they got Unicorn's TV cut. And then they got the second season of Iron Blooded Orphans. And they got the TV cut of the Gundam Origins films which was a much better TV cut than UC Gundam was. Much, much better. (laughs) And we talked about most of these on the podcast to some extent, so we're not going to talk too much about them, but I I will say that it was refreshing when when, uh, IBO hit. I I hadn't enjoyed uh, non-UC Gundam in a while at that point, so... Seeing a new kind of a see, see a new take on Gundam with an interesting premise really drew me in pretty early on. I have thoughts on whether or not the second season is particularly good. Mm, I'm with you there, but the eh, first season's pretty good overall. Oh, first season's perfectly enjoyable. Yeah, but then the, and then, then season the, two is. Um, Special. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you love these characters? Well, too bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> you want the narrative to make any sense? Well, that's also too bad. That's that's just too bad. It's a shame something were to happen to that series you like there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame if your main character had something happen to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, several. Oh, you like? Oh, you like that main character? Have several things happen to him. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, that's nothing new to Gundam. We didn't get Zeta Gundam, but Camille is not in a good place at the end of that, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Camille, it's a boy's name. Uh, I still actually have not seen much of Zeta Gundam, so I'm happy that it's now streaming on Funimation. So Gundam now, if if you like Gundam, there is so much Gundam to consume now in the U.S. You got so many of the series out on Blu-ray. And a lot of it's streaming. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of it's streaming. Now. Of course, you can find Wing, you can find G, you can find the original Mobile Suit Gundam, plus the compilation film. And there was really no time when uh, Gundam Unicorn... And Gun of the Origin weren't widely available, except for early on with Unicorn when it was just being OVAs. And yeah, that <laughs> those were pretty steep. <laughs> it's like 60 bucks for one episode. Ooh. Hey, that's exciting. I mean, they're long, but. Hey, no way. But that was also NYAV Post totally flexing on having multiple voiceover regions in the same dub i was like man why are you going to that effort and they're like well why not <laughs> that's that's pretty rad mike Sinter nicholas that's pretty rad but now so much gundam and now gundam hathaway is on netflix i believe they'll get the other ones uh oh yes and hathaway is totally good kind of sad that didn't go to theaters but i mean pandemics <laughs> i really don't want to be near most of y'all anyway so i i yeah. saw gundam nt in the theater and that was really cool so netflix okay. it's anyway, also shut up gundam uh gundam narratives on funimation uh and they've added zeta gundam which is fantastic i'm glad they did that after i finally bought the blu-rays <laughs> oh you love spending money for the website don't lie i i must yes you must and you too can spend money for the website by clicking on our right stuff <laughs> link on tunamifaithful.com please do that we Tunami get a little something something from them right stuff sales and boy right stuff is constantly having sales like earlier this year they were like every Gundam series was on sale, so I definitely I just, I bolstered really my need, collection. <laughs> I, I honestly really need to have somebody watch for like right stuff sales because we could do so much more if if we just had somebody watch the right stuff sales. And by the way, speaking of that, like the reason I bring that up is because Gundam series are pretty much on sale at least once a month. So I mean, you know, if you like one of the Gundam series that we've mentioned. You know, you can click on our right stuff link, hint, hint, and search for any of these Gundam series, especially G Gundam Disney Mall. Mm. I'm telling you, it's good. Tell so you want to go see it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is it is what it is. So, mm. you know, make sure you guys get these series because, you know, also you got to keep in mind, too, like, 
right stuff seeing this because they're the one that exclusively puts out these Gundam series on Blu-ray and DVD. Like the more they see that, the more they're going to do that. So it's a good thing for everybody. I mean, I think the only series they didn't do was um, Iron Blooded Orphans because Funimation did that, didn't they? Yeah, Funimation got the license for that. What's the heck here? I go for the Gundam, but I stay for the hentai. Oh boy! <laughs> and with that, uh, <laughs> are there any? So what Gundam you're saying series? is, need a uh, going a guy Gundam with the boob rockets. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's what G Gundam was missing. But it did have a Sailor Moon Gundam. So yes. what's that? Alan uh, <laughs> Lee Oh, Alan B. Beardsley. <laughs> and Rain, that, that show had a couple of fine ladies, to be sure. Yes, indeed. Such a huge upgrade from Relina. Relina Peacecraft. <laughs> Relina and whatever that other girl's name was. I think it was Mal. What? Relina and Evil Relina. <laughs> evil. Oh, oh yeah. The owl... The owl, uh, the weird eyebrow lady. Yeah, owl, owl eyebrow lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I barely even remember, but she was, uh, she was like the daughter of the Roma fellers, right? Something like that. Yeah, S- something like that. At one point, the Roma fellers were like, mm, "We, we, we don't want you to have that Gundam." <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the so many convoluted. Just ridiculous things in Gundam Wing, as, as we as we said, uh, yeah. But there really is a Gundam series for everybody, and it's it took some time, but we are at a point where it's a great time to be a Gundam fan. You want some model kits? You you can get the model kits. You can you can get them at like Target and Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yep. like, you can buy Gundam model kits in places you would not expect, and. <laughs> I just want my stuff already assembled, man. I ain't got time to do this. Then you want an action figure. <laughs> Pretty much. They sell that, too. Get yourself some uh, robot souls. Yeah, you got, you got some more action figures. Uh, just tell me where to find those Gundams like that. Because, dude, look here, I'm lazy. I don't have the time to do this stuff anymore. Oh, I no understand. I've been Nor sitting on I have a Master Grade Shining Gundam for about two years now. <laughs> this, uh, this, is, this is the part where I bring up that great Gundam commercial, what's your level of commitment? <laughs> Not much. Give me an action figure. I don't want to build anything. Look here, dude. I used to put Mala out of plans again. I will that. build Gundams out of Lego. That's how I will build Gundams. Or at least I did. Good, good times. I used to draw Gundams a lot in the Gundam Wing period, too. I like weird crossovers with DBZ and Sailor Moon. Huh. If only I'd known there was already a Sailor Moon Gundam. Because <laughs> I sure didn't know that until G Gundam married. No, I did not. All right. Yeah. So, it's good. good time to be a Gundam fan. It, it had a rough patch. But really, the moral of the story is, or if there is a moral story, the, the longer the short is, it looked real bad for Gundam at a point, roughly 20 years ago. But now... Gundam's doing real well. They have just announced a bunch of new things. Well, like three new things. There's going to be a compilation movie for Iron-Blooded Orphans. There's going to be a spin-off that's also an app. Mm, Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, There is a new Gundam series in development 
the the first TV series for first TV series that's not like a build series uh, for Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. First one we've gotten since uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, really. Yeah. Other other, and, than, uh, other than build divers. Well, yeah. <laughs> so there's a place for that. Yeah. As yet, there's a gun for everybody. And yeah. even you, you may not know this, but there was an episode of Mobile Suit Gundam, the original, the fifteenth episode, that was never dubbed and uh, only like never never aired. As well, I mean, there were other episodes that didn't air in the U.S. They they didn't air uh, 40, 41, or 42 because it got pulled off the air. They did air 43 on the night of New Year's Evil. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about that. Uh, let me talk about that real quick. The, the night of New Year's Evil was an event where Toonami let their viewers uh, vote on which villains... They, they liked the most, and they would get featured episodes on this marathon, which, not surprisingly, had four episodes of Dragon Ball Z in it. So, apparently, Char got enough votes, so they did play the 43rd episode, the final episode of Mobile Suit Gundam, which okay, would, you'd be totally lost if you hadn't seen the prior three episodes, so... I hate you, Char. That's kind of kind of ridiculous. I really hate Char. Yeah, but this is this this is how the heck does Raditz have like twice as many votes as Char That I don't know. I'm not a Char fan, but uh, more than Raditz. That that just hurts, man. I believe people were doing lines of coke that night. I mean, Char did manage to beat the Joker, which is pretty impressive. But he did. He lost to Kagato from Tenchi Muyo, and also <laughs> Zex Marquise was just a poor man. Char. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zex wishes he could be Char. Really, but also yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why he's modeled after him. I know. Yeah. Then we got Dad Boss Char. <laughs> to, to be to be fair, in the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Shard didn't necessarily have the best physique. Yeah, uh, I mean everybody was really scrawny in that show, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, they needed some yeah. cornbread, some collard greens, some pinto beans to get too big for my jeans. Mm -hmm. And that was the last we saw of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam on Toonami before all of that. But I just like really Raditz. Really? Like, I get Cell, okay, and maybe Majin Buu, I mean, at the time, I guess. <laughs> How is Frieza not winning here? That's the real question. That That's, a, that's like the best Dragon Ball villain out there. That's we a, all know that Frieza was a space racist. Well, maybe the reason why Frieza isn't on here is because it was the old top. <laughs> Definitely a oh, lot more yeah. charisma from the high dub of Frieza, to be sure. You don't want to caress the Dragon Balls? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I, think we're, I think we're balls. done. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely <laughs> yeah. done with that. We're but, done with that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there was the 15th episode of Mobile Suit Gundam that didn't air, didn't get dubbed. Uh, it, it was largely unreleased, mainly because 
Yoshiyuki Tomino, the director and original creator of Gundam, did not think that it was up to par with the rest of the episodes, so he, he didn't want that. But now, all these years later, there is going to be a film that covers the material of that episode and also the manga that was a spinoff of the Gundam Origin manga. So, that's well, that's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, lots of Gundam things happening. And lots of Gundam to watch, to stream, to buy. It's a good time to be a Gundam fan. Yes, as you keep on telling us. And it all Gundam's could have good ended so badly. <laughs> but thankfully, they didn't let it end there. And Gundam persevered. Honestly, we, we all owe Nozomi right, slash right stuff for Gundam still existing. It would not, if not for them. No distributor wanted to pick it up when Bandai died, except for them. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I just remember the the word being around at that time. It's like, who wants Gundam? It's a, it, it, it was not doing well. Who wants to pay for that? And who wants to bring over all these series? And then they mm-hmm. they they started small and humble, but they just kept on trucking, and now they've, they've brought over pretty much everything, more or less. And it's it's doing better than it ever has, really. Yeah, yeah. I I've seen a spike in sales. Um, no, I've talked to my cousin a little bit about Gundam. You know, he was asking me um, what animes he could actually watch when I mentioned Fire Force. He was already on that and Doctor Stone, but I was like, son, you need some Gundam in your life. Yeah. So I recommended G Gundam. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. The high energy octane awesomeness of G Gundam. I think that's that, that's the takeaway here is we all love G Gundam around here. We do yeah, indeed. Pretty much. Yeah, we do. We Can do. we get on to the next Gundam though? No, I really just want to talk about IBO because you know that's that that was that was that was the thing for me. Well, yes, I mean, I thought we were kind of wrapped up here, but if you want... You, yeah, I mean, like, we really some... didn't, even, we didn't even talk about IBO, man. We did briefly. Briefly, man, but like, super IBO, briefly, but we yeah, we talked like, about it a lot on the podcast, but by all means, I talk, mean, talk like, about IBO. Like, IBO was, like, my favorite Gundam. Like, it pushed down G Gundam. It pushed G, G Gundam into the number two spot, so... IBO is number one, and then we got G Gundam, and then, you know, Gundam Wing, and then, you know, of course, Origins and everything else in between, but IBO, man, was, like, the serious thing about, like, how child soldiers were used, man, you know, by, you know, just greedy-ass adults, man, and how they got exploited so bad. I mean, these kids had such noble intentions, man, but they got the raw end of the deal, and I know it's, you know, pretty much everybody to watch, you know, IBO all the way through the end, man. Some of the characters got some bad deals, man. Biscuit, you know, first season, dead. Next thing, you know, Orga. Man, but Mikazuki, man, that pissed me off so bad because I hated Julia so fucking much. She should have died the first damn time she went against Mika, man. Not to mention, man, the Barber, you know, his, the Barbatos Lupus Rex, man, was, like, badass because they literally gave him a club, man. Like, Mika was just doing his thing. And then, let's not forget the mobile um, Gundam, man, that came back to life. Dude, the scream on that mobile Gundam was just the best. Oh, I mean, 
IBO is like one I feel like is going to stand the test of time no matter when you're watching and consume it, though. Uh, okay, I'm done. That's okay. I mean, uh, season one of IBO is, is absolutely fire. So I, I, I feel season two. Mm. It pulls at your heartstrings all the way. It, 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 it's got good ideas, but the execution is. And then the ending just makes no sense. I'm sorry. The ending made I'm me mad. Guy, and I'm going to do tor- horrible, terrible things because I oppose your ideals. Oh, now that you're all dead, I'm going to do exactly the thing that you wanted. That makes lots of sense. But that's normally how Gundam goes in the first place, though. It's kind of like one of the formulas in Gundam. Mm, I'm not sure I agree with that. Trust me, it is. Because, like, the thing is, like, Endless Walls pretty much is it, man. Like, the bad guys, you know, they want to do certain things, and then the good guys want this to happen. And then the next thing you know, they adopt these same ideas. And the thing is, it's just... um, Gundam Wing does that. I'll give you that. Exactly. It's the thing is, it just continues to repeat that same formula, man. I mean, like, they have moments of peace, man, but then everybody forgets everything, and then it goes back to the same thing again. That's the, the reason why. The I problem like... I have with the ending uh, specifically is this bad guy who's been fighting for a status quo the entire time with no, like, even in, in Wing, when the characters change, there's build up and explanation to it. And it happens. It, it's a, it's a, you know, character arc. This this guy just, you know, turns on a switch, no explanation, no no character arc, no nothing. It, and what was the point of the fight then? Literally. Dude, you got to be analytical about it, dude. It's war. Oh, I am, and that's my point. That's like, this makes no sense. It made sense to me with IBO, um, but that's just me though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, to each their own. Different uh, strokes. Different folks. Yeah. Okay. I do want to <clears throat> ponder one question though. Okay. Well, we we assessed that maybe G Gundam might have been. I mean, G Gundam would have been kind of a weird first Gundam to to bring over to the West. That would have been a very strange. In, in first a, I mean, af, after that, what do you, what do you do after that? I I think G Gundam may have particularly worked when it did because you had already had when you'd already had some of these UC Gundams that were really focused on like the horrors of war. So you had these different flavors of Gundam and then you had something completely different with G Gundam. And that was the refreshing. Madcap insanity of it. Yep. And then they tried to bring it back with Gundam seed. It didn't quite work out so well, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I definitely think if they had tried to bring over the original mobile suit Gundam it in, two, in 2000, that, Def- definitely would not have worked. They, I don't think that would have worked at all. They probably picked the right choice with Gundam Wing because one, it's not at all attached to the <laughs> UC, and two, uh, I mean, let's be real here. It was like edgy Power Rangers, and Power Rangers was really popular. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it, and given when when we're talking about you know two thousand. I don't think there was anything better to put on for a first Gundam for the U.S. Um, like you said, it's disconnected, so it doesn't yeah. have to. You don't have to have all of this war baggage. Like Zeta would have been awesome, but we would have all been incredibly confused. Mm. Yes, very much but, so. But the, the original mobile suit would have worked great. The first for the first Gundam, right? Uh, if, if they put it on in 2000, <laughs> I think it would have done exactly uh, as bad as it did a year later probably and then who knows what they would have tried next oh, yeah. one one could hope g gundam and then we'd eventually yes. get I mean, yeah g gundam is just 
Fantastic. But, I, I, I keep uh, waiting for the Gundam sequel, please. Let's we'll, we'll make this happen, Sunrise. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. So they 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 probably made the right choice with Gundam Wing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I mean, Gundam X might have worked, but... X would have been interesting, but... Tur- also... Turn A would probably would have been a hard sell. Oh, God. Though it would have been, like, the newest Gundam at the time? I think so, yes. Um, but, it, again, it, it, it tries to say everything is canon. And then you're like, well, what is with everything? I'm so confused. Yeah. It, exactly. So, yeah, they probably picked the right choice with Gundam Wing. I don't know if there was necessarily a better time to try Mobile Suit Gundam. Maybe they never should have tried it. <laughs> Honestly, bless their hearts. That they they should have waited for if they really wanted to do the original, they should have had several hits behind them first, where people are now invested in the franchise as a whole and not just Gundam Wing. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. So like, I don't know. Wait, wait until after G Gundam. I would have probably done it after um, after Seed if if they had managed to make Seed work. Oh, after Seed. Hmm. After Seed, well, because then you have the compare and contrast. You're like, okay, see the thing that inspired this the show. And now you've got a, a thing you can sell it on, the, the, the basis for everything. I don't know about that, because at that point, particularly Cartoon Network was not about airing old-looking shows. That's true. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam kind of came in right at the end there where they stopped playing stuff from like 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I do think you were right when you were saying earlier, if they really want to make it work, like if they had done it at, at the beginning of Toonami, it probably would have In 1997. Worked, but, oh yeah, yeah. I think, think it, it would have fit, it it, it fit, and I think it would have been like, keep in mind, a lot of people were finding Dragon Ball for the first time, even though it had been around for a few years. I think yeah. it could have worked, but the problem is, they would have had to have dubbed that new, and there's no way they could have done that back then for Toonami. Hmm. Because that was all reruns at the time. That was that was what you know it started as. That's true. That's true. So and you'd have to have this weird situation where they've already dubbed it and said, "Hey, let's throw this on Toonami," and the likelihood is, yeah, it obviously was not already dubbed. Yeah. But what if? What if one one can wonder? Ooh, why don't we do a Gundam? What if? Ooh. Oh, jeez. Whoa. I mean, there's certainly possibilities there. I mean, I'm guessing you're being inspired by the Marvel "What If" right now. Oh man. Well, I mean, you know, you know, it would be interesting. Like, what if you did some different things with some of these shows? Like, imagine if they did like a "What If" with Dragon Ball Z. Like, I know some people don't like it anymore, but I think people would be attracted to that. Like, oh, Dragon there's Ball's plenty of "What Ifs" in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Like, what if Vegeta went super What if Bardock got away? That's a I whole manga. I mean, literally manga. just play the old Dragon Ball Z Budokai games. They have a whole bunch of what if scenarios. What if you got reincarnated as Yamcha? Oh my god. Oh, that man. manga is amazing. What if Yamcha was actually good? Oh. <laughs> that, that's the same manga, by the way. That's the same manga. Yeah, that's the same manga. That's the same thing. Yep. So. Yeah, the way you make Yamcha good is you make him not Yamcha. 
Pretty much. I think or maybe Yata. he goes back to the way that he was actually like in Dragon Ball, where he was actually good. Uh, was he? Uh, Yacha was only ever good for exactly one fight when Goku fought him the first time. That's because Goku was hungry, and literally he was a jobber every single fight after that. He has not been good for a very long time. Okay, Wolf Fang Fist. Oh yeah, Wolf Fist is badass. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of you know Yamcha being anything, he has he, yeah. He, he it, was a jobber. He was, he was a day one jobber. Like literally, okay, he beats Goku once, and then that's it. That's that's the end of Yamcha win victories. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, he did okay and at that tournament, right? Yamcha's a fun character, and, but and that's what we call win. and that's what we call karma. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. I think we're I think we're done with this segment. For now. now that we're talking about Dragon Ball, I think yes, we've we've, yeah. we've uh, exhausted. Wait, I don't our even want to talk about Dragon Ball. No. Yeah, I know. No. I know. I'm you probably the only one on here who could, could probably go for hours talking about Dragon Ball. Oh, I could, I could go for hours talking about Dragon Ball. <laughs> me and Lee, and me not me all, Lee not podcasts. not all mean, not not all not all mean spirited things. I assure you. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Super. Uh, super hit and miss. Uh, yeah, it's a hit and miss with Super, but you know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, yes, Gundam. Go watch what? it. Go buy it. Enjoy it. Yes, if, good if thing. you do. It's had a it... long storied history in the West, and we're we're in a good place. Do the house cleaning, Paul. Yes. Uh so I'm 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 back to this. Anyways. It was scullery made. Scullery made, fuck you. Um, well, Maybe first later. of all, first of all, one thing that I should mention is the podcast is now on Amazon Music, which yeah. I think that includes... I, I get confused. Like, is, is it Amazon Music? Is it Amazon, Is it Audible? Like, is it both? I, I don't know. Anyway, so we are on everything Amazon now. It, they sent us an email and I was like, okay, I guess I'll apply to this and that it worked and it wasn't like spam so yeah so we are now on amazon music so i mean pretty much i think we're on everything that's major so when we sit here and we say you just search for tsunami faithful podcast on your favorite podcast app we are literally on every single podcast app for free so go go listen to us from the first episode well not every podcast app has it but I've been learning that some of them actually have us through episode one. I don't know if you knew that sketch, but it's very weird. Uh, yeah, I think I knew that some of us, uh, some of them well, had us up to episode one, but some of them don't have all of them. Yeah, it was it was weird because it, a lot of them before didn't have us through episode one. It was like only like I think the ten most recent episodes or something on most of them. So oh, that's not very useful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that was a couple of years ago. So it, it's, it's interesting that they've started doing that and that's good. That's a good thing. So that means, first of all, if you're a new fan, please visit us at podcast.tunamifaithful.com. That is the main website and place for you to listen to every single episode of our podcast from episode one through this current episode right now. Uh, as I said, we are on every single podcast app that's out there. So all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app and search Tsunami Paper Podcast, and we are there. Um, the ones that we obviously want you to listen to us on is Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes as well, um, Stitcher, uh, there's Spotify. Are we still on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not even gonna go there tonight. Oh, what about Potomatic? Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, so um and obviously you can the main hub is soundcloud.com slash Tiami Faithful Podcast. That also has an app. I don't know if everybody knows that, but if you want to listen to uh, your favorite podcast and they happen to be on SoundCloud, that is an app that you can use as well. Uh, I believe it can be downloaded on every single phone that's out there, you know, iOS, Apple phones, obviously, and I think Android as well. So um, you can listen to us there. That definitely has every episode from episode one all the way through to this episode. So please do listen to us. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter, we are at Tsunami Podcast. So please follow us there. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Please like us there as well. And as we alluded in this podcast as well. You can donate to us. Um, if you go to tsunamifaithful.com slash donate, that has our Patreon, which is a monthly subscription, and we put up extra extra content every single month. So uh, I know CJ's been putting up all the stuff extra from his uh, documentary, What Tsunami Means to Me. And I think that you guys should, uh, if you haven't already, you should go in there because you can hear all those all those interviews that we have up right now. And I believe I still have the $3 one, $3 all access pass because of COVID up there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good deal right now. Um, and then obviously if you want to just give us a one-time thing, there's a PayPal link there. Um, and then there is obviously, as we alluded earlier to the, the right stuff link. So if you click that right stuff link, order anything after you click that right stuff link, uh, we will get credit for it. And, when we say we get credit for it, we don't get like all of your money. We get a portion of whatever profit they make, and uh, that goes towards funding the website. And just as a reminder, everything that we make goes towards funding the website, the podcast, and everything that we do. So, and it doesn't go to Durrell's personal drinking fund because <laughs> no, not this time. Because God, that would be terrible. Anyways, look here, dude. You have no idea how high my drinking budget can get. Oh, I, I know, because that wouldn't even make a dent in it. But anyways, um, so, so uh, yeah, I think I covered everything, but uh, it's time to get on out of here. Uh, Laser, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at LaserGoodPrime. Uh, you can, of course, find my Toonami-focused uh, articles here on Toonami Faithful. Uh, you can find me on the Dumb Weaves podcast, and occasionally you can find me on the Demon Slayer podcast. And Darrell, where can they find you, sir, besides the bar? Oh, you can find me at Okami underscore Samurai7 at Twitter.com. Or you can follow me on Nasia underscore Naroho Adenasi at Twitter.com. That's pretty much it. And I'll be over your house later on, Paul, to steal whatever you have of value that I might want. Mm, no, I think my my uh, my son will smile at you and they'll be distracted and then I'll just slit your throat but anyways um sketch us your neck tie by any chance yeah, exactly yeah and some cement shoes to, to finish it off mm. uh, <laughs> sketch where can they find you you can find me on twitter at sketch 1984 <laughs> and paul where can they find you don't worry sketch i have a special solution for you um anyways uh so you can find me on twitter at paul Pascrillo. you can email me paul Pascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com uh, if you're on the Toonami Faithful Discord, it's you can just add Paul Biscrillo on there. And uh, you can also listen to me on Two Strangers, One Podcast as well. So more dick and fart jokes. Yes, more dick and fart jokes. So that is it for this week's Toonami Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. 
to this episode and every single episode that we've put out over the years. Uh, we certainly appreciate your support. And again, we continue to just do this because you guys keep listening. So thank you for listening all these years. Thank you for listening to this episode and thank you for listening to the future episodes. And uh, hopefully we'll have more Darrell and sketch and myself on more and yeah, you'll get what you want. We can stretch the sketch. Spread the sketch. <laughs> stretch the sketch this time. Oh, Lord. Anyway. <laughs> but that's it for this week's podcast. And hopefully Darrell being that way. Peace. We're out. Deuces. Deuces.